breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty. Mornings on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. seven FM, 710 Keel, and on the free Keel app, Mike and McCarty, Sands Rubin this morning. So if you hear dead air, if you hear things running more than one at a time, it's <laughs> just my dumb... He's got the ruby fluby Behind, sitting at the uh, console. Hope he's doing okay. His wife had it, and then uh, he was trying to steer clear right. of her, but um, apparently he intermingled a little too closely at some point and got the the ruby fluby so has anybody ever like not broken into your house i i think i would have known that but stolen anything from you just um, like like and, and i'll give you an example when we lived in green acres place Several, several years ago. In fact, I think I worked at this building <laughs> it was, okay. was when I was doing mornings at uh, KW. Of course, I, you know, leave very early in the morning. And I came home one day and, and I opened the garage and, and as I pulled in my lawn boy lawnmower, which I just loved. It was an, an aluminum frame. It was oh, light, cool. not self-propelled, but it was so easy to push. Mm-hmm. Wasn't there? Gone. And I asked. I asked my wife. I said, "Did you? Hey, did you move my lawnmower?" She goes, "No." Oh no! But some guy knocked on the door <gasps> and asked if we needed our yard mowed. And the garage was up. The garage door was. Oh up. my gosh! And she and she was in the backyard with the kids. Oh. And she said, "No, my husband does it." And, and I thought, well, you know what? He probably said, "Well, not anymore. He doesn't." <laughs> and stole my lawnmower. Now that seems minor, mm-hmm. okay? Yeah, and and it is in the big scheme of things. But Aaron, it it was it it was personal. It was offensive. Mm-hmm. I was angry. Yes, I the nerve. Yeah, I you just take something that's not yours. I had an you occasion. Son of a, now one, see, I'm getting pib. One morning. I was sitting outside before work. I had a few extra minutes to spare. So I was sitting outside with the dog, Tiger at the time. And Tiger. Because Tiger would escape through the fence. So I had to watch him closely when he was outside on the patio. And, um, And I have a wooden fence out there. So you can't see me. But I can see through the little cracks every now and then. I can see something. Mm -hmm. And I see a couple of guys coming toward my carport area. Right. It's 3.30 in the morning. Oh. Okay? Yeah. And I'm thinking, what are they doing? Sure. So I quietly went inside because otherwise Tiger's going to start barking. So I quietly went inside and I looked through the peephole and they were they went up to my car and pulled the handle. Then they went through all the... Na- and I could hear each car as they went along. And then they got to the end. There's five units on my area. Got to the end and they obviously got in a vehicle. Of course, I'm calling 911 now. I'm like, there's guys out here, and they, I describe what they're wearing and, and all that. And before I know it, <laughs> uh, the officers that came listened to us. So, 
God bless you all. I thank I thank you for that. But I was so sorry how I was dressed because I was in my PJs. Right. Well, sure. It's three thirty in the morning. <laughs> and he said, uh, "We've caught a guy over by the car wash, right outside your you know your area, and we need you to ID him." And I'm like, "I'm not going to stand out right in front." No, no, no. He's not going to be able to see you. You're going to be in the back of the patrol car. We're going to pull up, and you're going to tell the officer driving you around, "Is that who you saw or not?" And when you say yes or no, then we're going to take you back to your house. So I said, cool. So we pull up over there, and sure enough, they had one of the guys that I had just seen walking across the property. And um, he had been through the whole area. And we have a ton of units in my area, a ton. They'd been through Mm -hmm. the whole – they found some old CDs in some bushes. They they had gotten into my neighbor's minivan and gotten a, a little like Game Boy system. They'd gotten some other things from her vehicle. They'd actually gotten stuff out of her vehicle. Mine they couldn't get in. But it it that's now a a big problem in Shreveport right now. I was looking at the nine one one site this weekend. Right here at Westport Financial Plaza in West Shreveport, more than a dozen vehicle break ins over the weekend. And many of them were cars that were parked at uh, hotels. Right. They're visitors. These are folks visiting hotels. What a great impression of, yeah. our, of, of our city. And you come down to go out to eat or to go wherever you're going, where whatever you're doing here. Or do business here. Yeah. And your car's broken into. And stuff that you cared about is gone. Because they just, and mine's been rifled through once when I accidentally left the door open. And they just write, they open your glove box and they shove everything out onto the floor. They open your console and they shove everything out, just oh, looking yeah. for change or money or whatever. Uh, guns, typically. Uh, you know, absolutely. That, that's a big target. But w- police are trying to track, and they believe it's the same people. I mean, we have cameras on sure, this building, ring, so sure. I know our bosses are going to be looking at our cameras today to see did they come, how close to our property did they come, if at all. But, um, and these hotels have cameras. Right. I mean, you're going to be caught. They're well, going to. Hopefully, you're, you're going to be caught on is, video. The problem is, Aaron. Okay, are you, you're caught. Are they going to be prosecuted? Yeah. Are they going to be kept in jail? I know. Oh, we're going to plea it out. They stole a gun. Yeah, we're pleading out the gun charge. We're just going to charge them with petty theft, and it's, they're out in you know three days. It's frustrating, and you know it, it's funny because I saw um, Councilwoman Tabitha Taylor made mention of her car. Was burglar was broken into. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the door was left open. I'm not sure what the circumstances were, but I mean it's happening all over the city. It's not just West Report at this point. It's everywhere. The car break-ins is a big problem. And uh, Deputy Chief White stood up before the council <clears throat> last week and said, "You know they're targeting guns. They're looking for right, guns exactly. And when they get the gun, they it's you know bonus game on. Now you have a criminal with a gun." That they can go do whatever they want with. Some of them are selling them. Some of them are using them. And all the gun laws in the world aren't going to stop these guys from doing this. Right. And I Common you know, sense. Don't leave your gun in your vehicle. Mm-hmm. If I'm not in my vehicle, my gun's not in my vehicle. It right. goes with me wherever yes. I go. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And and you can't... I certainly you don't leave it in, in my car overnight. Oh, definitely not. Especially in, in Louisiana. With the, the temperature spikes that we have on the high end and the low end, not a good idea at all, especially in the hot summer months. Who would leave a gun in a car in 100-degree weather? That would be silly. But I, I don't know the answer because a lot of these criminals that are doing these break-ins are teenagers. Right. I mean, they're juveniles, and they're getting these guns, and then they have people above them that they 
funnel the guns to if right. they're not using them themselves. And so I don't know how you stop it, but and, it's a, it's, it's a lot of kids involved. In, in that public forum talking about juvenile crime, that was one of the issues that Chief Smith brought up was the fact that the gangs are using juveniles more and more, younger and younger, mm-hmm. because they're not going to be prosecuted. Right, exactly. And yet they're still committing these crimes, these theft of these guns, and in some cases, violent crimes. Sure, sure, absolutely. And I don't know in the cases of these hotels if um, the car windows were broken. I mean, somebody that knows the cases, if you would let us know on our Shreveport Security Systems message board, but, but I do know... There were about a dozen of them or more, and they were happening at the hotels along uh, Financial Plaza and Westport, and they don't have any suspects yet. Nobody we, yet. We got a message on the Shreveport Security Systems message board. Had a four-wheeler stolen from my home. Eighteen months later, I found it for sale on Facebook Marketplace oh. and was able to get it back. Oh, my Did he goodness. have to buy it? I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> or, did, or was he able to go, hey, that's mine yeah. that was stolen? You want to go to jail or you want to give it back to me? Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Possession of stolen goods. But if you see something like that, and and they were, they were were police were pleased with me for calling because, you know, they said you, well, helped, sir, us ca- sure. you helped us catch a guy. A lot of people ignore it and they just like, oh, they didn't hit my car. I'm good. Oh, no. See, my my ignorant self, I'd have been out there confronting them. Oh, no. I wasn't doing that. I wasn't going to do that. I wouldn't be in there empty-handed. Oh, yeah. I understand. But there's no way I'm going out there. my neighbor, when the car was in her carport, you know, it was pouring down rain. Yeah. I didn't know what was going on. I went over there. That's not going to... I can't just sit there and let something untoward happen if I can do something about it. Well, I don't advise that. No, I understand. I don't it's advi- not the, it's yeah. probably not the smartest move. Police would probably not advise that to not I've, confront I've, the I've cops. Been, I've never been I mean, accused of being the smartest person in the room anyway. But you do know how to care for yourself and you do I've been ha- have a weapon yes. and you know what you're doing. So it's a different ball game. There's no way I'm going outside and confronting thieves. But police got there quick and we were able to catch one of them. I understand they possibly caught the other one later. Because uh, his buddy, you know, right. snitched him out <laughs> for a lesser charge, I guess. So, I, you know. No honor among thieves. No, sometimes there's not. Sometimes there is. But in that case, there was not. So. Part of Shreveport under a boil advisory. We'll talk about that this hour. Mike McCarty, 101.7 FM, 710keel.com. Back with more of Mike and McCarty on 101.7 FM and 710 Keel. Tomorrow... Sunny and 73. Wow. Did you hear what I said? 73. Sunny and 73. Holy cow. It's no wonder people's sinuses are going crazy and people are getting sick. Mm. I keep hearing him talk about rain for Saturday, which is That's not what, what I was we just want. looking. Yes. Uh. Uh, uh, Wednesday, more sunshine, a little cooler. Thursdays, clouds start moving back into the forecast. And then it's Saturday, 80% chance of rain. Oh, no. I know. Is it early in the day, though? Because the parade is in the Central afternoon. Chance of rain, it, 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 it just says periods of rain, oh. potential for heavy rainfall. Oh, I know. Change that. Now, the African-American History Parade rolls at 11 o'clock on Saturday. Mm -hmm. And then the Crew of Centaur Parade at 245. 
Of course, okay. they're different routes. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. The African American Parade uh, History Parade rolls through downtown, I believe, mm-hmm. and then the Centaur Parade rolls, which which is what the larger parade, the routes down the Clyde Fan Parkway, over to Shreve City, Shreve and then City. down yeah. East Kings. Right. Uh, and it starts at two forty five. Two forty five. And you know, we were talking over the uh, over the weekend. We were out to dinner, and my wife was like, "Well, that's you know what." What's wrong with them starting earlier? You know, because the crews were were upset that, and I said, well, you know, they spend a lot of money on lighting these floats, mm-hmm. and and she's and she's oh, you know, that's right, yeah, you know, didn't think about that, right? The goal for the mayor and the administration was to end it before dark, right? Because once it gets dark, people start uh, for some reason. People start getting a little rowdier. They lose and their minds. We don't need that. They're already um, juiced up enough. And when darkness <laughs> That's falls. That's a nice way to say it. Yeah. They're juiced up. <laughs> when darkness falls, they get a little crazy. Now, I do want to remind you Friday evening, 5 o'clock, is the float loading party. It's at the Centaur Den. Um, and you can go and see all the floats up close. You can meet the crews. You can, you know, really kind of embrace it all before the floats roll. You can get a detailed look at all the floats. It really is an amazing night. Friday at 5 o'clock at the Den on North Market. So bring the family. That's a great family event. And then the parade. I don't know yet when they're closing the roads. I haven't seen that yet. We need to get that well, from they SPD. start at 2.45, I would imagine by, well, you you don't want to close until you have to, especially along shreveport Marksville Highway. Right. Because you've got a lot of businesses there. Mm-hmm. And that usually has floated, like, you know, when the parade started at 3 or 4. It no was, pun intended. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it the, the time change for the, for the parkway was obviously earlier, but then it was a little bit later for the other two. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Um, it's going to be a, I hope the rain changes, holds off, but uh, we don't know. It doesn't look good right now. Shreveport having water issues. Did we hear from William Daniel? He's going to join us coming up about 740, Mike and McCarty. 1017 FM, 710 Keel, and on the free Keel app. To the show with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. We were talking earlier this morning about all the break-ins that are taking place or has taken place uh, over the weekend right here in our area Mm -hmm. in West Treeport. Yes. And uh, one of the messages on the Shreveport Security Systems message board, he says, I had a cop in Houston about a year ago tell me that district attorneys that don't prosecute nonviolent crimes have created a job market for people to do auto theft oh. because they know they won't be prosecuted. Wow. Even if you catch them, nothing's going to happen. Right. Well, it's like the people that walk into the, you know, CVS or Walgreens with a big grocery bag. And just load it up and walk out as long as they're under, what, $2,000 worth of merchandise. They're not going to even stop them. And they told their employees, don't stop them. Can you imagine walking into the Walmart down here and just walking out with, you know, with something? Mm. Do you think you would not be stopped? You would think you would be. But I know there have been employees at local stores who have been told, do not stop them. Let them go. It's not worth you getting hurt or us getting sued because you confronted somebody. Getting sued. Yeah. Getting sued. Yep. You stop somebody from stealing from your business Mm -hmm. and then you're going to 
God forbid you grab them by the arm. Oh, you just assaulted them. I'm throwing them to the ground. Oh, you're in trouble. Oh, you're in trouble. I, I still keep handcuffs in my truck. You would be in. Oh man, if you <laughs> from handcuffed my days. Them? Oh, oh, you're going to be charged with kidnapping. I'm I'm pinning them to the ground, <laughs> waiting on the PD. Here you go, gift wrapped for you, fellas. Oh man, you would be in such trouble. Oh gosh, yeah, you'd be in bad shape. Not yeah. doing it anymore. They're letting them walk out. Yeah, that's, mm. that's just crazy. It is. Director of Water and Sewerage, William Daniel, joining us coming up just after the break, talking about another boil advisory for uh, parts of the city of Shreveport. Mike and McCarty, 1017FM710Keel.com. Now more breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty on 1017FM and 710Keel. are back and i we we're going to give you a heads up um let's see if i can get him to call us if you can't get him on that line let me shoot him a text real quick william daniel with the shreveport water and sewer department is uh, going to join us here shortly um there's a boil advisory that has been issued for uh, west shreveport the west zone for shreveport and it looks like it's for pressure Water pressure, low pressure issues, and he is uh, working on fixing that problem. Um, he's going to join us here shortly. I believe we may have him on the horn now um, because now I did reach out to the Caddo school board officials, and they tell me schools are going to move forward. The schools that are impacted with low pressure are going to be uh, bottles of water are going to be available at those schools for the kids to drink. And if they need any of that water to cook with, they're going to use use that as well. But we do have, I believe, uh, William Daniel, Water and Sewer Director, oh, joining us now. Oh, my gosh. Ruben, get better, <laughs> buddy. Yes, William, good morning, sir. Good morning. What's causing the water pressure issue in West Shreveport this morning? Well, we had an, oper- well, we had an operational problem last night about 8.30. Uh, it only lasted for about 20 minutes, but it got down below 20 pounds in some places. We weren't sure where everywhere, so we literally had to do all of West Shreveport, uh, pursuant to the rules by um, the Louisiana Department of Health. We'll have the boil alert listed, lifted, hopefully by the end of today. Uh, it just depends on how fast we can collect the samples and get them over to the um, Department of Health. Is it simply a low-pressure issue? Nobody's without water today. No. In fact, the low pressure, only, like I said, only lasted for 15 or 20 minutes. Well, we still are low here. We're on uh, we're in, on Westport, and we still have low pressure here at the, uh, the radio station, just FYI. It almost caused a coffee issue, so we almost had major, <laughs> major problems in yes. the building. Well, I, I'm going to steer clear there today. Okay. Uh, or if you come, we, we bring coffee. Coffee might not be. <laughs> no, uh, we're good. We got it going. Very friendly. Uh, <laughs> we got it going. So the pressure may be a little, you know, may be a little lower than normal, but it should. You should. Everybody should have water, and we're. It's 
we lost uh, we lost the water in one of our towers. So uh, it's going to take us a little time to fill back up. But Wait, how do you lose water happened? in yeah. the tower? You have a in leak? which tower? Is it the one right here by the station? Yes. What happened? Well, we're not 100% sure. Uh, but when we noticed it, we kicked uh, two pumps on and immediately got the pressure back up. But it takes time to fill the tower. And that's the tower. That tower provides pressure for almost all of West Shreveport. So we fill it up. And uh, it keeps the pressure high for all of West Shreveport. So it's not quite full, but um, we're going to try to figure out exactly what happened today. Was there evidence of a leak? Well, we went out and looked, and uh, we could not find one last night, but it's dark. It's kind of hard to find a leak in the dark sometimes. Mm -hmm. So we're we're going to, we've been out looking since. Uh, light this morning, but uh, we haven't found anything yet, so we're going to go back and review uh, what what went on at the tower so we, we can figure this out. We're also going to work on upgrading the SCADA there to give us more time, because that tower doesn't take long before it has a problem. So we're going to try to upgrade our SCADA there so that we can see this I'm not sure what you're saying. What's a SCADA? SCADA? Oh, I'm sorry. That's our remote detection. Okay. So if if we had an alert that popped up immediately that, you know, that we were losing uh, footage in the tower, then we would, um, and by footage, I mean the column of height the water is. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what the, the purpose of the tower is, right? The towers provide pressure. They're built at a certain height so that, they're pushing the water is pushing down um, at the top of the tower. It's got weight and it keeps the pressure high in the entire system. Because ah, water's in water water's incompressible. So if it's a hundred miles long and you push on one end, it's going to move this. You push one foot on one end, it's going to move one foot a hundred miles away. So it's really a nice um, West Report is uh, really dependent upon that tower. And when we lost the water in the tower, we had to kick the pumps on, and it's going to be filling the tower up. And like I say, it was a very short loss, but we did have some recordings that showed three PSI in a couple of places, so we had to declare the boil alert, unfortunately. talking with William Daniel, Director of Water and Sewage. Uh, William, last year we did talk to you about these towers and doing some upgrades and and refurbishing them. Is it dependent on the upcoming bond issue, or do we have plans to uh, to get these towers in shape? There's a lot of rust, like on the one here by the station. Uh, They just look terrible. They do look terrible, and that was one of my first priorities when I got hired here and we have actually um, received a grant we applied for and received a grant from the state actually through the water sector commission which was a legislative um, body that made the decisions and we received a grant to upgrade it so we're upgrading that tower and we're upgrading uh, the 1049 and we're upgrading st vincent so we're going to be redoing all of those towers in fact i think uh, one of them has been bid. They're in pretty bad shape. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, certainly, uh, from a uh, visual standpoint, they still function well. But I mean, there's just a lot of things that we need to be repaired. 
So we're going to go in and completely rehab them and paint something nice on them. Cool. So we're trying to figure out what that is right now. So One last thing uh, in our but, last 30 seconds or so. Um, how did you discover the problem? I mean, were you getting calls? How did it come to y'all's attention? So we have a few pressure sensors scattered around town, just a very few. And we got a alert okay. from a couple of those pressure sensors that the pressure was declining. They ping when they go below a certain pressure. Okay. And so Skeeda. Come on, he told you, Aaron. Skeeda. Yeah. <laughs> sensory control and acquisition of data. Okay. You weren't getting Skeeda. calls from the oh. public. <laughs> we did get a few phone calls. Okay. I mean we, we our dispatch line received a few phone calls. That's I mean, so we're trying to figure out how widespread it was. We could not figure out how widespread it was, so we had to declare a boil alert for the entire west zone. Okay. But the water pressure is everybody's got water the water pressure should be increasing throughout the day and if it's not you need to call our dispatch line 673 7600 right. and we will hope try to have the boil alert lifted by the end of the day thank you william, william daniel. daniel thank Appreciate you sir it. sure 1017 fm 710 keel mike and back with more of mike and mccarty on 1017 fm and 710 keel One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel Mike M. McCarty. <laughs> so much going on. Ruben uh, Ruben is uh, out sick. His wife was sick last week, mm-hmm. and he tried to avoid it, but he didn't do a good enough job. No, he did not. He did not. And I, I sent some soup over there um, last week. I hope my soup didn't get him ill. <laughs> I didn't cook it. I didn't cook it. Right. Because I, I didn't want to mess my kitchen up because I had a housekeeper coming. So my house is clean, by the way. And I did give her, um, I told her that I, I was giving you her information. She said, that's fine. If you need a housekeeper, um, she is very, very good. So We were talking about the, the, the burglaries going on here in West Shreveport and uh, the, the thievery that's taking place. We oh. got a message on the Shreveport Security Systems message board. I was in self-checkout line, Bozier Super Walmart. A man pushed through around me, his buggy loaded with huge turkey and all the fixings, rolling fast like he was in the office Olympics. He oh, rolled out no. the doors without stopping. When I left, I asked the door minder. The minder said, yeah, we're told not to stop them. Good night. That's crazy. That is mind-boggling. Just let them go. That's just incredible. And you know what happens then? Those turkey prices go up for all the rest of well, us. Well, exactly. We all pay more and now to cover the cost of the thieves. People know. Well, I'm not going to get stopped. Right. I I'm would not publish that. Fill my buggy up and, and walk but out of here. I just did. But <laughs> <laughs> right. I just... The, the, the audacity of it for me is like... You know, and, and and you know I'm going to relate it to something that happened this weekend. I know we got to do it fast, but there was a, probably a thousand cars or more at Juella and 70th yesterday. They were out enjoying the sunny day. 
um, people were, you know, posting videos of all the cars. And I mean, they were parking in every business parking lot and, and everybody was posting and they're behaving. They're not shooting. They're not right. fighting. They're not doing anything bad. But then other people who own the businesses nearby said, but they're drag racing in the streets. Oh. They're blocking the sidewalks. They're doing things that are causing a problem. But yet, because they're not shooting at each other and fighting at each other, we're just going to... We're going to okay, let them go ahead. Let them do it. Regardless but I did see police call some tow trucks out there. Public safety. Yeah. 1017 FM, 710 Kilo, Mike and McCart. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty. It's hard to believe Mardi Gras is already here. Mm-hmm. Laissez le bon temps rouler. I know. Throw me something, Mister Lady. Put your top back on. Hey, we don't do that in Shreveport, Bossier. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> uh, our very own Greg Adams joining us this morning. Greg is uh, a very active. What's your official title there with the crew of Centaur? Oh, I, I don't know the official title. I think it's on the website. I think somebody made an error on the website and put co-captain and be chair. Oh, wow. Chair. Do, it all, do it all guy? Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was an error along the way, I think. But no, yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm getting really, really deep in the crew. I pretty much... Uh, Spent my entire weekend up there. So. Already, already this Saturday. Yeah, I can't. The uh, African American History Parade kicks off at 11 a.m. downtown, and then the crew of Centaur Parade this Saturday starts at 2:45. 2:45. Mm-hmm. We call this compromise. Yeah. <laughs> 2:45. Let's, let's back up to Friday though, because okay, I've yeah, been yeah, involved yeah. for a long time. And Friday night is the float loading party. And you can come out and get up close and look at the floats. And, I mean, it's really, really, and they're all loaded and ready to go. Yep, and it's not just that. There's, I mean, we hand out a lot of beads at our float, and a lot of the other floats are that way, too. So it's it's not just looking at the floats. It's it's like a mini Mardi Gras celebration. Yeah. Um, so you can get some free stuff. You can check out the floats. You can take a lot of pictures. It's a lot easier to take pictures when they're standing still. Oh, sure. Um, but it's it's a really good community event where you can come out and enjoy all the aspects of Mardi Gras and do it in a... And you'll get to see them lit up, which oh, yeah. you won't yeah. be able to at the parade. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> a sore subject there, Mikey. Uh, I know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Yes, that yes, you will be able to see that. We got some incredible ones. Some of the floats have flipped this year. Uh, I walking through on Saturday and seeing them all open as we were loading up. Uh, some of the work that's gone into these, these are some of the most creative and just out of this world type floats that mm-hmm. I have ever seen uh, since I've been here. Uh, one of them is basically built into a hall behind camper. Wow. It literally looks like a camper. Wow. Now, it's there's so a VI- VIP ticket for Friday night, too. Yes, Y'all doing something special? There's a float loading land yap early access ticket. Uh, this one, so this will be before float loading. So okay. it's going gonna, it's gonna to take a little bit of extra time. I believe it starts at 3. You're going to get the guided tour of the den, tour of the floats. You're going to get a free T-shirt. You're going to get the beads. Whoa. So you can grab these tickets. We have them on our uh, website, crewofcentaur.org. You can also find them by searching Crew of Centaur on Facebook. We've got a lot of info up on it. But if you want to get more access, if you want the VIP treatment to float loading, if you've ever been to float loading, they can get pretty packed. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of people that come out to this. It's a great event, so it's justifiable. Uh, If you want to... Get in early, get the access, not have to worry about that big crowd that comes through. 
this is the way to do it. And we have all the info on our Facebook page and on our website. Cool. Greg and I both like the uh, uh, hockey jerseys. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Got, uh, for Christmas, I got uh, uh, one of the Clark Griswold uh, oh, nice. <laughs> uh, Blackhawks yeah, jerseys. Yeah, we don't, we don't talk about the Blackhawks, but that's okay. <laughs> okay, well, I, I got one, so I'm just yeah. get ready because I will be wearing it. Uh, but uh, <laughs> the jersey you have Red on, <laughs> this Mudbugs jersey, oh yeah, special edition Mardi Gras. Ver My, I want one of these. This is this is beautiful this year's purple and gold Mudbugs Mardi Gras jersey. Uh, unfortunately, I wasn't able to go to the Mardi Gras game because it was the night of our ball. So uh, two big Mardi Gras events happening in the city at the same time, and you kind of have to choose one or the other. And when you're right. in charge of one of them, you got to be at that one. Yeah. So. Uh, but yeah, these are the jerseys from this year. They're awesome. Uh, it, they they do them every year. Uh, so if you enjoy these, make sure to grab a Mudbugs calendar for next year mm -hmm. and and circle that Mardi Gras date because okay. that's going to be the one where they do the jerseys. Okay, you ready? So you have to buy them, right? Yeah. Uh, you, so they'll they'll either have them in the Swamp Shack or the cool thing they do with the specialty jerseys. Saturday nights after the game, they do a jersey auction, and you'll be able to get the jersey of your favorite player. That they wore that weekend. Nice. How much do they? How much do they usually go for? Even in, in I'm sorry in the in the auction. <laughs> yeah, uh, three to four figures. Okay, let's get back to the parade, please. <laughs> sorry, I want to. I like the jersey. Well, you just go call and buy you a jersey. <laughs> okay, Debbie Downer. Okay. Oh yeah, Saturday. I know where you're going. Yep. Looks kind of nasty. Yep. So rain or shine, you're rolling. Rain or shine. Uh, two thoughts on that. First, it is a forecast in Louisiana. It means about nothing. Um, I mean, that thing could change. Uh, just a couple of days ago, it said 30 percent. Now, all of a sudden, mm -hmm. it says 78 percent. By noon today, it could say 20 percent. And then by Friday, it could say sunshine 75. OK, so it's it's Louisiana weather until it's actually happening in front of me. I don't believe it. Right. Second, we just talked about float loading. If you're concerned about the weather on Saturday and you might not want to go out to the parade if you think there is even the threat of some rain, come out to float loading. Yes. Grab that float loading lanyard pass. If you're going to forego Saturday, that is the perfect reason to grab this early access pass. Come see the floats. Come take your pictures. Come get your beads. Do all of it. And we don't have the threat of rain even on that forecast mm -mm. for Friday. No. Now, of course, Louisiana forecast, it could all change, and Friday could be the rain day, and Saturday could be sunny. Mm -hmm. But as of right now, if you think that you're going to maybe not go out on Saturday because of the rain threat, come to float loading on Friday night, grab that pass, and do everything that you would do on Saturday on Friday night at the den. Let me ask you a question. You just need to contact Barksdale. Yeah, yeah just turn, turn the bubble on. The bubble. That, thing, that thing has been haywire for like 12 months yeah. now. Yes. I don't know what's going on, but they need to get that sorted out. Okay, in your contract with the city, I know you probably don't have it right in your brain, but is there a way you could delay the start? Let's say the showers are going to end by 4 p.m. And you could call up his honor, the mayor, and say, look, can we yeah. really roll this at four because you know, rain's coming? I mean, that would be the logical thing to do. I have zero say in this matter. <laughs> but our captain, Ricky Bridges, is uh, like, if this is a possibility, if there was one man that I would trust to, to make something happen, it would be him. And I think, I think the relationship that he and Mayor Arsenault have forged, if there was... If we definitively could say all of this moves out by three, all of this moves out by four. For the safety of the public, it would be senseless to not move it. there yeah. is a way, it will happen. I agree. I think the mayor would be...
pretty amenable to that. And, you know, it's if you... If Knowing got, it's a special circumstance. Right, it's a one-time situation. Yeah, you don't want sure. the public out there and pouring down driving but I, rain. But I do think that it would have to be very definitive. I think mm-hmm. you would have to have some kind of, like, you would have to be 8 a.m. that morning looking at something... Talking with the National Weather Service that said, yes, it will be gone by four. Right. Then you could probably do something. But short of that, we're going to we're going to roll and I'll throw a poncho on and I'll throw beads. That's the one thing. And I've ridden in the parades before rain or shine snow. And I when you put on the poncho and the rain gear, you don't get to see the cool costumes. And that's a little bit of a disappointment. That's that's all right, though. And your throwing distance gets hindered, too. You can't can't heave those Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Absolutely. 2.45 roll time right now for Saturday. Yes. And then we've got float loading, uh, 5 o'clock. The early lanyap will get in before for Friday night at the Den. Again, crewofcentaur.org. And you can search Crew of Centaur on Facebook and get all the info. Sorry about the Lions, by the way. That's, I'm a Lions fan. That's, this is right on par. This is exactly all these people freaking out like, how does this happen? Dude, this is just what it's like to be a Detroit sports fan, all right? Uh, We're not allowed Hey, long time, long-suffering Saints fan, I understand. Yeah. Hey, you guys got one, though. Never wore a bag. Yeah. You got one. Greg Adams in with Mike and McCarty, 1017FM710Keel.com. Let's get back to the show with Mike and McCarty on 1017FM and 710Keel. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty. Okay, I'm um what a beautiful morning, man. It way. is. It's gonna be a pretty day. It's so exciting. Got some news about uh some restaurants in town that are that's kind of interesting. You know that old Exxon right in front of Walmart in Shreve City? It's uh, been vacant for God knows how long. A gas station? Oh, across across the across the street, right? Right in front of Walmart. No, it's in the right. Oh, in yeah, front. on the yeah. corner there. It's right next yes. to the Walmart gas pumps. Yeah, they closed the road there because yeah. yeah. When the wall, when they built the Walmart, they shut down that service road. But that gas station's been closed for a long, long, long time. Yes. And I saw the other day a, a, a sold sign on it, and I went. Whoa, okay, that's well, good news. It would seem to be a prime location for yeah, somebody. I mean, it's right there by Walmart. So I, I called Alan Clark at the MPC and I said, hey, I got two questions for of course, you. Of course you did. Of course I did. <laughs> Actually, I had about four questions for him. But right. he, these were the ones. I said, oh, at D Street and Shreveport Barksdale, they're building what looks like a fast food restaurant right there at the corner where the old Burger King used to be. They're building something there. And then I saw a sold sign at the um, at the Exxon. What's going on? And he said, well, the D Street and Shreveport Barksdale, the Wendy's is building down there. You know, the Wendy's that's right there by this round building is going to be moving. So it's in the parking lot of Shreve City currently. Yes. And yes. it's going to be moving uh, to the new location at D Street. Really? Mm-hmm. So a hundred yards is yeah. going to make that much difference in your business. That's interesting it, to me. Better ingress and egress, I guess. If, you know, uh, But a Burger King couldn't survive there. Well, that Burger King was kind of, well, yeah, you know, so this is going to be a brand new fresh Wendy's with, you know, all the new bells and whistles. Okay. And um, I'm excited about that. The other is um, the the Exxon is going to, is even more exciting. It's going to be a golden chick. And I never even heard of Golden Chick until I started looking it up. I've seen them in Dallas. I actually stopped one time at one on my way out of town. I stopped. I just wanted some fried chicken. And it's a fried chicken joint, but they also have like a roasted chicken and they have a lot of salad options too. 
So it's going to be right there that Exxon. Now they're going to have to do a, a I, I would assume a whole teardown. You would think. Because that building doesn't have a room to drive through behind it right now. There's no room to drive a car back behind right. it without getting on the other property. So they're going to probably have to tear that down. The old movie theater behind it. Yes. I think it's a mattress <laughs> joint now. Yeah. I'm yeah. not sure. It used to be Discovery Center or something like that, too. But, yeah, they're, they're going to – that Exxon's been vacant for a long time, and it's been going downhill and downhill. Well, they've cleaned it up. The property's been cleaned, and now they're going to make a golden chick, which I didn't – we only have one other one in Louisiana. It's in Baton Rouge. And this will be the oh, first, wow. first one in Shreveport Bossier and the, only the second in Louisiana. I think they're expanding to Lake Charles, New Orleans, and Lafayette okay. eventually. But um, it's exciting. New, you, some new you restaurants. You said you had four questions. Um, the other ones I'm still working on, so I can't share them yet. Oh, okay. But um, it's kind of some background stuff I'm working on. But we, he's he's helping me. And some of it was with regard to the Red River District. What's going in down there and what are the plans? Yes. So he, he and I were chatting about that. There is a... Um, like a gift shop sort of place that's coming in. And there is like a bar and grill type place that's going into the Red River District. So nice. they're, they're working on those plans now. And I'll work on, I'll, I'll share more of that as soon as I get more details. But it's exciting for if, the Shreve City if area. anybody can, I know you. it's you. Well, I'll bug them until they tell me. That's the problem. They know I won't go away. I'm like a gnat. You know when you get those gnats in your house? You you wear them down. Yeah. I'm like, you put a banana on the counter. That's me. I'm going to stay there until you get the banana out of there, and I'm the banana. Wearing Uh, them down. Yes. Mike and McCarty, 1017 FM, 710 Kiel. Oh, by the way, coming up uh, in about 10 minutes or so, there's water boil advisory in effect for parts of Shreveport. William Daniel spoke with us earlier here. Hear that conversation coming up. 710. Now more breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. By the way, before we get to William Daniel, we were watching the, the Detroit Lions game mm-hmm. yesterday and they showed a clip. It, it, obviously, it was it was from a long time ago because the Lions haven't been in a championship game in a long time. They, Aaron, they were showing clips from this old game. There was a lion, a live in lion, in the stadium on the sidelines on a leash. It for was crying out loud. <laughs> Who puts a it's, lion on a leash? This beautiful, huge male lion, and it was going. I mean, was it detoothed and declawed for crying out loud? I certainly hope not. No, but, but uh, you you couldn't do that today. <laughs> no, you're not bringing. A, imagine bringing a tiger to an well, LSU game on a leash. LSU. Well, they don't. They can't. They don't even bring Mike in the stadium nope, anymore. He doesn't go anymore. He used to ride around in a trailer. In the trailer. I would. Yeah, I would think I was at one of the last games where they actually, you know, rode him around the stadium. And cheerleaders the, would be on top of yes. the trailer. Yeah, I saw a that lion, lion and on I went, a leash. <laughs> Who's the leash guy who gets to be... You're in charge of the lion. Here's the leash. Some guy Whoa. eating a, a, a Philly cheesesteak in the next second row of the, the lion goes, I want that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was shocked. I went, did I just see a lion on a leash? And I backed up. Went, yeah, you just saw what you that saw. That was hilarious. That was hilarious. Golly. William Daniel talks about the Boyle Advisory Parts of Shreveport. Mike and McCarty, 101.7 FM, 710 Key. Back to the big stories of the day with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. 
Yes, William, good morning, sir. Good morning. What's causing the water pressure issue in West Shreveport this morning? Well, we had an oper- well, we had an operational problem last night about 8:30. Uh it only lasted for about 20 minutes, but it got down below 20 pounds in some places. We weren't sure where everywhere, so we literally had to do all of West Shreveport uh pursuant to the rules by um the Louisiana Department of Health. We'll have the boil alert listed lifted hopefully by the end of today. Uh, just depends on how fast we can collect the samples and get them over to the um, Department of Health. Is it simply a low pressure issue? Nobody's without water today. No. In fact, the low pressure, only, like I said, only lasted for 15 or 20 minutes. Well, we still are low here. We're on uh, we're in, on Westport, and we still have low pressure here at the, uh, the radio station, just FYI. It almost caused a coffee issue, so we almost <laughs> had major, major problems in yes. the building. Well, I, I'm going to steer clear there today. Okay. Uh, or if you come, bring coffee. coffee. might not be... Uh, no, we're good. We got it going. Very friendly. Uh, <laughs> we got it going. So the pressure may be a little, you know, may be a little lower than normal, but it should, you should, everybody should have water. And we're, it's, we lost, uh, we lost the water in one of our towers. So uh, it's going to take us a little time to fill back up. But Wait, how do you lose water happened? in yeah. the tower? You have a and leak? which tower? Is it the one right here by the station? Yes. What happened? Well, we're not 100% sure. Uh, but when we noticed it, we kicked uh, two pumps on and immediately got the pressure back up. But it takes time to fill the tower. And that's the tower. That tower provides pressure for almost all of West Shreveport. So we fill it up and uh, it keeps the pressure high for all of West Shreveport. So it's not quite full, but um, we're going to try to figure out exactly what happened today. Was there evidence of a leak? Well, we went out and looked, and uh, we could not find one last night, but it's dark. It's kind of hard to find a leak in the dark sometimes. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're gonna, we've been out looking since uh light this morning but uh we haven't found anything yet so we're going to go back and review uh what what went on at the tower so we can figure this out we're also going to work on upgrading the skater there to give us more time because that tower doesn't take long before it has a problem so we're going to try to upgrade our skater there so that we can see this what do, what do you? I'm not sure what you're saying. What's a SCADA? SCADA? Oh, I'm sorry. That's our remote detection. Okay. So if if we had an alert that popped up immediately that you know that we were losing uh, footage in the tower, then we would. Um, and by footage, I mean the column of height the water is. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what the, the purpose of the towers, right? The towers provide pressure. They're built at a certain height so that. They're pushing, the water is pushing down um, at the top of the tower. It's got weight, and it keeps the pressure high in the entire system. Because ah, water's, in, water, water's incompressible. So if it's 100 miles long and you push on one end, it's going to move. The, you push one foot on one end, it's going to move one foot 100 miles away. So it's really a nice, um, it, West Report is uh, really dependent upon that tower. And when we lost the water in the tower, 
we had to kick the pumps on and it it's going to be filling the tower up. And like I say, it was a very short loss, but we did have some recordings that showed three PSI in a couple of places. So we had to declare the boil alert, unfortunately. We're talking with William Daniel, director of water and sewage. Uh, William, last year we did talk to you about these towers and doing some upgrades and, and refurbishing them. Is it dependent on the upcoming bond issue, or do we have plans to uh, to get these towers in shape? There's a lot of rust, like on the one here by the station. Uh, they just right. look terrible. They do look terrible, and that was one of my first priorities when I got hired here. And we have actually um, received a grant. We applied for and received a grant from the state actually through the Water Sector Commission, which was a legislative um, body that made the decisions, and we received a grant to upgrade it. So we're upgrading that tower, and we're upgrading uh, the one on 49, and we're upgrading St. Vincent. So we're going to be redoing all of those towers. In fact, I think uh, one of them has been bid. They're in pretty bad shape, Mm -hmm. Uh, certainly uh, from a uh, visual standpoint. They still function well but i mean there's just a lot of things that we need to be repaired so we're going to go in and completely rehab them and paint something nice on them cool so we're trying to figure out what that is right now so one last thing uh, in our last 30 seconds or so um how did you discover the problem i mean were you getting calls how did it come to y'all's attention so we have a few pressure sensors scattered around town just a very few and we got a alert okay. from a couple of those pressure sensors that the pressure was declining. They ping when they go below a certain pressure. Okay. And so SCADA. we... Come on, he told you, Aaron. I SCADA. Did, yeah. <laughs> Sensory control and acquisition of data. Okay. You weren't getting SCADA. calls from the oh. public. <laughs> we did get a few phone calls. Okay. I mean, we, we, our dispatch line received a few phone calls. That's, I mean, so we're trying to figure out how widespread it was. We could not figure out how widespread it was, so we had to declare a boil alert for the entire west zone. Okay. But the water pressure, is, everybody's got water. The water pressure should be increasing throughout the day, and if it's not, you need to call our dispatch line, 673-7600, right. and we will help try to have the boil alert lifted by the end of the day. Thank you, William Daniel. William Daniel. Thank Appreciate you, sir. It. Sure. 101.7 FM, 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty. Mike and McCarty on 101.7 FM and 710 Keel. <laughs> we've got the greatest, we've got the greatest listeners. Somebody posted on the Shreveport Security Systems message board. Apparently there's a store. These are these little, the little bitty plastic, like, um, produce boxes like, mm-hmm. like strawberries would come in. Oh yeah. Okay. There's a sm- there's a small one and there's about four crawfish in it. <laughs> Twenty dollars. Whole cooked crawfish. <laughs> it's like two oh nine. Oh man. And the caption says, "Oh Lord, they're out here selling little dime bags of crawfish." <laughs> <laughs> Funny. <laughs> and they're hard to find right now. And if you find oh, them, they're fifteen funny. bucks a pound. They're expensive. Yes, they yes. really are. And the, the, all the rains that we got, mm-hmm. uh, I did a story last week about, Did it? would it help? Did it help the crawfish? It, 
no, no. too late. You know, too little, too late to help this. Now, mm-hmm. it will help flush out the ponds, okay. which is obviously needed, but it, it won't increase the, the production of actual crawfish. Yeah, she has a headache. I mean, you know. <laughs> Yeah. She crawl daddy has a headache. A crawl mommy. Crawl mama. Crawl yeah. mama has a headache, I guess. And so they're not. I, but I was curious too, when they do have, boy, I don't, I, who would have told me I'm talking about this again? What's the gestation period for a crawfish? I mean, after they get busy, how long before we have new well, little baby? Well, don't they carry all those eggs under their, under their underside there? I guess. Like but how, how long before they, do they hatch? I don't know. Yeah. Does she have to sit on them like a chicken? I don't know. You're supposed to know all these things. I am. What? You're the brains of the outfit. <laughs> oh Lord, we're in trouble. So I'm. I, Boy, I don't are we know. in trouble? And if craw if craw crawfish don't want you know to to get busy, then they don't get busy. I guess I don't know. There's not a male of any species that never doesn't want to get busy. <laughs> Sorry. You think crawfish what? don't need any help, huh? <laughs> <laughs> One of the greatest lines in Harry Met Sally. No, it was uh, City Slickers. Women need a reason to have sex. Men oh. just need a place. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's true. So we're not going to see any relief. And no. it's going to be a late start to the season this year, too. Yes. Big time. And, and in fact, it, the, they even said it, it's going to affect 2025 because uh, the ponds all have to be restocked. Because I know there are many a folk who bring crawfish to the parade. I mean, they get sure. a they get a bunch of, of crawfish, and I don't know if it's legal to have a crawfish boil on the parade route, but I know some restaurants serve them, right. and you can walk up and get them, and then um, go not, have them at your party. Not this year. Oh, it's just unless you're well to do, unless you want to pay fifteen bucks a pound, which is the highest price I've ever seen. I I am glad though to see some development going on around Shreve City with new businesses coming in and new new building going on. Absolutely. Um, Golden Chick is coming into that old Exxon station right there at the corner in front of the Walmart. Right. And Wendy's, which is right there by the round building, they're building a brand new location over at D Street and Shreveport Barksdale, where the old Burger King used to be. And so they're going to be closing down that Wendy's and moving, and that construction's already up and going. So they're within a few weeks, you know, two months probably max for so moving. Now, so now I wonder what's going to go in where the Wendy's is. Uh, that's a good question. I mean, it's a, you know, it doesn't need Unless a whole lot of work. they just tear it down. They might just tear it down. There could be, but, it, you know, it's not a bad building. Right. It's just easier to get in and out of at that corner down there. I mean, it's easier to get, you know. I guess so. Yeah. You don't have that service road right there by the Wendy's that is accessible. I mean, you have it, but it's not easily accessible. There's no traffic, though. I mean, in that parking lot, it seems like it would, I don't know. It's, I don't know. Yeah, and it's hard to get into that drive through lane. I mean, it's a little bit of a mess. And I know the fast food places now are doing two drive through lanes, you know, to make it easier for people to come up and order. And so they're probably Thank doing you, all Chick-fil-A. that. Thank you, Chick-fil-A. <laughs> Showing everybody else how to do it. You bet. <laughs> 1017 FM, 710 Keel, Mike.